What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes. We are jo- it's just the original three this week. We got Miss Mary Almonte's in the building. What's going on? Three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? <laughs> and it sucks that Marquis not here because I know he was hyper about this versus. But you know, we'll get into it. We also have. Yeah. Uh, the, the one gr- y'all were not hype about. I mean, I Anyways. was hype. I wasn't. The reason I wasn't responding this time is because I was engulfed in the in the verses. I wasn't even didn't even have my phone in my hand for real. So that's oh, the only please. reason. I'm sorry. I had. I was I'm texting events with y'all again. Whatever. <laughs> that's you say that every time, but nonetheless, we also oh, got. I'm never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> we also got Mr. BTG, brother. The Great is in the building. What's going on, Broski? I am here. I am black, and I am beautiful. <laughs> uh, I mean, how can I dispute that? There you go. You, you, you uh, got there. Go. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Then, uh, so we got some shit to get into this week. Uh, not not too much news happened for real this week. I, I almost put the NBA young boy thing on here, but I was like, I don't really don't want to talk about a black man running from the police and getting arrested. Everybody's seen the fucking video at this point. Um, but the first thing, and then more positive news in light, Illmatic uh, is inducted into the Library of Con- Congress, also with uh, Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation album uh, this year, and they uh, he is now one of the only 20... Five recordings that are in the National uh, Recording Registry. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I mean, obviously it's a win. I don't know what the hell that is, but okay. You know, that's dope. It's basically a library of original recordings that are are basically considered national treasures. So they're they're stored and protected. uh, (laughs) NWA's uh, Straight Outta Compton, De La Soul's Three Feet. Run DMC's Raising Hell, Public Enemy, uh, Dr. Dre's The Chronic, The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, and Jay-Z's Blueprint are all in there. So those are all albums from the country that's, that you would know. That's good company. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Definitely. Mary, what do you think? You already know what I think. Illmatic deserves all of its flowers. And, you know, every time we bring up, like, these classic albums, records, artists, it's like, it's shocking to me that it it already hasn't been given these awards so yeah it's about damn time and cool what do you what do you guys think is gonna like other albums that you think should be that are either going to be or should be i think not necessarily that i think it's it should be i'd have to really sit and process what else isn't in there but um i think eventually get richard is probably going to get in there if we're just looking at sales overall uh what's some of the albums you guys think may get in a few of dmx albums that definitely um, should be on the should list. Now, whether it gets in or not, I don't know, but it definitely should. Well, what's there? How, how do we? How's what? What's already there? Like what? Well, that's what I listed off. So, straight out of Compton, uh, three feet high and rising by De La Soul, Fear of a Black mm-hmm. Planet by Public Enemy, The Chronic by Dr. Dre, Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, and Jay Z's Blueprint. Um, and then on top of that. Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson and Nas uh, Illmatic are joining this year. So, I think eventually, I think eventually Kendrick should have two in there. DMX, DMX, and I, I again, I promise you, I haven't even listened to the whole album, and and I really couldn't tell you a song on the album. Well, 
for popular for popularity purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, views from the six. Mm-hmm. That might that might get in there. Um, mm, that's only that's only the only thing I can think of right now. I'm trying to think too. Uh, Wait, did you mention the chronic? Yeah, the chronic. Dre's the chronics in there, so that's in there. Okay. Um, no Eminem okay. albums are in there. You would imagine that that's he's probably going to get something in there as well eventually. Um, but yeah, that's. I, and then at least the list that I'm looking at now, maybe this isn't a complete list, but at least missing from this list or anything from Pac and Big. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. Doubt's not there either. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of lot of contenders that could get in there. It's just, will it? Um, hopefully it does. But uh, I guess that just remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as Nas, like, we, I mean, come on now. Mary said it. Nas deserves every fucking flower that he gets, and some, and a lot that he doesn't, he won't get as well. Um, so the fact that this happens, this has just been a good little stretch for Nas, winning, winning the Grammy, mm-hmm. getting uh, Illmatic inducted to the Library of Congress, all great things. Um, but let's go ahead. We're moving to the into the second topic, and you know we're not one to really talk about gossip a lot on this podcast. It's not what we do, but I think you know the Joe Budden podcast is something that. It really broke a lot of barriers for a lot of the podcast industry. We're in the podcast. We talk about hip hop culture. We talk about a lot of the same topics. And especially with Joe Budden, you know, after he left Spotify, he's been one of the people to be really outspoken about ownership and everything like that. Um, it seems like uh, Rory and Maul, now we don't know the exact reasons of what's going on there, but have decided to step away from the podcast for a little bit. Uh, Joe Budden has made it very clear that they're still friends, they're still having conversations. They'll be back eventually, they're not being replaced. What do you think that this means for the business of the Joe Budden podcast? It really seems like it's while Joe Budden's podcast and his brand seem kind of impenetrable at one point, like there's could be nothing, no harm done to it. It seems like over the last year, six months to a year, it's really starting to show some chinks in that armor. Mary, I'll come to you first on that one. Um, So here's the thing. So, you know, Button started the Joe Button Network, right? Mm-hmm. Where so far, everything that I've seen come out of that network has been some pretty dynamic female-led podcasts. Absolutely. Um, you know, in a weird way, it's kind of like, how would you even envision the Joe Button podcast itself, like, just coming to an end, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I saw him, I saw earlier today, you know, he Joe Button himself released, like, kind of, a statement that was kind of made in podcast format, um, you know, about what happened. And he basically said that this was really a break to preserve the relationship, the friendship, and not really the business, Mm. you know? And I don't know. He basically said that, like, Rory's, I guess, for lack of a better term, energy was kind of off. And he, Joe was hearing chatter of Rory not understanding the vision and all this stuff, and it was, like, getting weird. And then he told Rory, like, take some a couple weeks off, decompress, talk to your people, see where you're really at with things. And then Maul kind of called him on it and was like, who are you to tell Rory to take some time off, mm-hmm. you know? But And I get that, but on the same token, it's like, it still is called the Joe Button Podcast, <laughs> is it not? Sure. So, um, I don't know. I mean, listen, like... I don't like speculating on what's going on because who knows, you know, but as, as, if it were the end of it, I do feel like it had a great run. And one person who really does really astound me in ways to figure out how to invent themselves is Joe Button. And 
it looks like he really has set up that network to be something that's going to be a really cool thing to watch and can stand alone without his show. So I think he's going to be all right regardless. <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see how things play out. But, you know, like, I do appreciate him. If I were Rory and or Maul, I would appreciate the way that he kind of addressed it today because it was classy and it would basically maintain that he still has the utmost respect for them and cares about them as friends. Yeah. And that's more important to him than preserving the show. So you can't be mad at that. That's a fact. That's a fact. I, very well said. Baylor, you got anything to add to that? I had stopped listening to uh, Button's podcast when he actually switched over to Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, it was just like hearing episodes here and there or catching the clips. And it seemed like when he, every time he lost a co-host, it was due to like some personal behind-the-scenes stuff that we didn't know unless he shared it. Uh, and I remember back, you know, way back when it was just, I'll name this podcast later. Um, and there was some underlying tension with his co-host then. And then you fast forward to now uh, with the, I guess, the speculations of, you know, or the gossip of Rory and his personal life. Uh, and the one person that's in between the both of them or, you know, him being friends with the person that exposed Rory's business. Um, and, you know, again, it I is called... That. Do tell. I mean, well, there's a... I guess you can call... Yeah, it is a rumor. There's a rumor that Academic had put out some information, uh, personal information about Rory and his uh, fiance. Mm. I guess he, ended up, he got caught cheating or something like that, which would... I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but it would make sense if his mood and energy changed because, you know, like one of the topics that we do got, <laughs> you know, when you get caught, your energy is going to be a little bit different. That's true. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that there's other things that could, you know, could be in there as well as far as business, money, and things like that, ownership, who, who knows. But, again, I do know it's called the Joe Buttons Podcast, but talking to a couple of people that following that story said, I'm not going to tune in to hear Joe Budden talk if he doesn't have a Rory or Maul. And even, like me myself, I think Rory is corny. I think Rory is corny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, still, the chemistry amongst those three is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to hear Maul's take. They want to hear Rory's take. They want to hear Joe's take. And again, you know, vice versa. If, if Button is not there and they take over the show, a lot of us is not tuning into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you need all three. Uh, I understand where Maul coming from because he's standing on his word. Like, who are you to sit up there and tell people to take the time off? To me, when it takes three to make the run, the show run perfectly, then we all are, you know, and then I know Buttons is the A mic, but bro, we help carry this ship. You might be the Michael Jordan, but you're not winning this championship without Scottie Pippen. Steve Kerr, Robin, et cetera. Um, so I don't know. I mean, a lot of people have their differences when it comes to Joe Budden. You know, they consider him egotistic asshole, whatever the case may be. I personally don't care because he's not giving me any any paychecks or he's not taking any money out of my pocket. So I don't really care. But um it would be it would be kind of sad to see something that they built together 
um, even though Joe looked like he was the driving force, uh, to all crumble down over some personal stuff that really has nothing to do with us. Well, I mean, I think one of the benefits and what well, benefits, well, one of the positives of the Joe Budden podcast is that you could tell that they have a genuine friendship. They were able to call Budden out on some of his opinions and stuff and have genuine conversations uh, that, for example, it never happened that way on on uh, everyday struggle. There was a lack of respect between academics and Button, and it would devolve into arguing. Whereas, because those three have a genuine respect and care for each other, uh, even when they did disagree, they were able to call each other out and not take offense to it. Now, I think that, but that also plays into if this is the downfall, is because when you you can't work with everyone just because you're friends with them, right? I, I would say that probably all of us have have experienced that in one way or another over the course of our life. Every everyone almost has, whether you try to get a friend on a job or whatever, and it ends up not working out. Um, and you know, o- overall, it, it. I hope that they work it out. I hope that you don't see it go down because the Joe Button podcast is a great thing. But to Mary's point, he's built a network now. Button is going to make his money regardless, right? That's just period. He's 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 he set himself up. He's had one of the greatest rebrands in post career history in hip hop. That's just period. You can't take that mm-hmm. away from him. But everything runs its course at the same time. So if this it does end up being the course that it's ran, it's been a hell of a run. So, so you know, I didn't know that little tidbit um, that Baylor just put us onto, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and before hearing that i was wondering if the bread was an issue because obviously you know when they had their spotify contract that came with a a, a nice paycheck for all of them the fact that they really haven't went to another network as home you know what i'm saying like you would imagine again i don't know any of this but one the average person would think like out of all of them joe button is probably the most set (laughs) you know what i mean financially where could afford to take that hit of not having Spotify money anymore. Um, and then it's called the Joe Button Network, not the Joe Button Rory and Mall Network. So, you know, again, you would think maybe you know, the lack of replacement of those Spotify funds would have had something to do with people's energy not being the same. But again, I don't know. That was just my kind of speculation. I mean, I guess we'll see. Uh, at the end of the day, it is... You know, I mean, hopefully they do work it out. The the friendship, if not like the business, fuck it. Like at the end of the day, you don't want to see anybody lose years of friendship over any type of business because this shit comes and goes. Um, but off that, let's get off that. Let's get into the verses. Uh, one that we were highly excited for. I know I was. Um, and then we've got uh, we've gotten verses announced, which. Uh, for us to say that Versus may be on its way out, I think we, I, I personally need to eat crow on that because this lineup looks like it's going to be great. But uh, what did you guys think about Raekwon, Ghostface versus Mary? I have to come to you first on this one. As as the mayor of Staten Island, what do you think? Yeah, Staten Island representative in the house. Um, you already know. I was fucking running around my living room like... <laughs> I mean, it didn't get any better than that for me. Um, I thought that it was fucking epic, legendary. Um, listen, I think we already knew that Ghost and Ray, like, come on, that energy is unrivaled. Um, you know, they are two people who have a genuine friendship, um, and and the chemistry is palpable. I mean, just the number of hits that they had together, you know. Um, 
first of all, the swag was on a trillion, right? Like, even the the fucking uh, wardrobe changes, you know, that Ghost was going to have to come out with his Wallies and, and the mink. Um, you know, I mean, it's just... You... We love to see it, right? Like, yep. when our legends really stayed true to their legendary status and the things that really made them who they were. Um, really, for me, I mean, it was an epic battle. Obviously, all the tracks were fire. Um, I'm trying to think if anything was, like, left off or, you know, on the table. I mean, a lot of people were gone before they dropped Triumph. That was, like, the cherry on top of the night for me. Yeah. But really, to me, what made the night even more special is the fucking interludes. I mean, they literally, just them sitting there rapping, kicking it with each other, telling backstory. Uh, the DJs, like, had the impeccable beats <laughs> for them to talk over, and it just literally felt like listening to a Woo album. It literally felt like listening to a Woo album. Like, it truly was like, wow, like, these interludes... I'm wondering how many of those woo interludes were actually planned or what did it go down like that? <laughs> Where they were just talking and the DJ kicked the beat because it was really like organic. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, what else is there really to say? I mean, aside from the fact that I really do be trying to live chat with y'all in the group chat and nobody happy, and then I'm just sitting there like talking to myself. But yeah, it was fire. The culture won with that one for sure. <laughs> And I'll say for me, this this felt like a throwback to the first couple of verses, right? Like a genuine love, a genuine care for not just each other, but the the stories, the music itself. Like it it really felt like we were starting verses over again. And if this is what we're, the 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 leg of 2021 of verses is gonna be, sign me. I'm back the fuck on the bandwagon. That's what I can say. But before I get too far into it, Baylor, what was your opinion? I didn't even catch it live, so I caught the clips on Twitter and IG and things like that. And the one thing that I, because I was in the middle of watching a movie that I liked, but yeah, we'll get to that. I right, do we get to that? Um, it was like Mary said about them going back and forth about the backstories and stuff like that. I'm there for that. The music is one thing, but I'm there. I got to hear both of them niggas talk. When I did see, uh, which was a surprise, when I went to go see the locks at a concert, when we were able to go to concerts without wearing a mask and we could be next to people, uh, they 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 brought out Raekwon, and uh, that nigga's different. The way he talk, the way he carry himself, and we already know Ghost is like, both of them niggas is, like, you got to be a fan to understand their language. The way they form sentences and shit like that is like, it makes sense. You just don't, if you don't, if you don't follow them, then you wouldn't understand it. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Staten Island, because yeah. <laughs> niggas are as Staten Island as you, you get. Like. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 Raekwon is just, you know, what he has said, he's like, I'll bust your flower pot. And I'm like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> All right, all right, uh, okay. I like it, but is it that a threat? I don't, I don't know. But um, yeah, I just caught the clips and stuff like that, which is that's the trend nowadays. Just ca- catching it. Uh, so when you did hit me up, because someone has a green bubble in the group chat, you know what I mean. I don't necessarily have great service in my living room, so I get I was getting messages like zip 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 zip. <laughs> And I'm like, what the hell is going on? 
as I'm watching uh, Zack Snyder's cut. Um, so yeah, but you did remind us that it was on though. Well, at least reminded me. <laughs> well, but that's they, my job now. I am your resident versus reminder service. <laughs> and right, but the thing is, like, like Hayes said, if this is going to be, if this is going to be the resurgence, then okay, they got something. I feel like they this battle right here should have been pushed up a little bit. And if it would have been if it would have been pushed up a little bit, maybe we wouldn't be talking about how it's dying out. But they do have one that's coming up that's very intriguing as well. Yes, which we'll get into. Before we get yes. into that, all right, who who you guys have as the winner of this? We got, we haven't picked winners like well, I don't even think you can. I really think like and this is this is just to say to cop out that this was a draw. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There is no winner with that. But <laughs> tell you i mean to be honest with you i don't think they would want us to pick a winner they truly were feeding off of each other and just enjoying they were performing for us i mean the pinnacle of the night for me was when they literally took acapella singing jodeci i mean and they were both singing it they were like hitting the fucking high notes (laughs) listen ghostface was hitting high notes all fucking night which was just cracking me the fuck up but keep going yes now this this is the thing though joints (laughs) joints <laughs> from what from what i heard a lot of people didn't want to pick a winner but they said they felt the competitiveness like like yeah. it wasn't one of those he put out a dope track and i'm and i'm gonna give him props and then i'm gonna put out whatever it was one of those things where it was like oh he put that out then i gotta put this out for sure yeah it definitely sure. was and i mean what i liked was they were making it sport right like They'd be like, oh, that was a leg shot. Oh, you got me. My arms are gone now. Like, they were truly making it like, you know, like what hip hop started, I felt like. So, but it was all love, too. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, just the gems that were dropped in those conversations were crazy. Um, But yeah, so for me, I cannot pick a winner. I truly, I know this sounds cliche and corny, but that was truly a win for the culture. Like, to me, that was the definition of. The culture one. Definitely. We got new album announce- announcements from both of them during that. Supreme Caliente yeah. 3 is coming. And uh, we, we at this point, mainstream isn't checking for anyone in Wu-Tang at all. But I'm excited, especially when a lot of people from our generation have been coming out with pretty solid albums recently. Sign me the fuck up. What do you, what do, Mary, what do you, are you excited for a new Ghostface album? Hell yeah. Okay. And I mean, I don't know if you caught that, but he was like, Staten Island, we coming back for y'all. Like, yeah. I was here for that. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Baylor? Well, let me, because I, I know uh, Baylor. Uh, is I'm... your thing is, what is he going to be talking about? Is that is that the question? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> These two niggas is different. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. I, it's not like I'm setting them on a higher pedestal. I leave them niggas alone. Because whatever lane that they choose, that shit, that's their lane. And they stick to their lane, and that shit is consistent. But I will say this. I don't care for people's opinions on music anymore. And the, one of the reasons is when we get to one of the al- one of the recent albums that were released. Mm-hmm. And I won't forget my point, but I'm just leaving it at that. All right, cool. So what I... Basically, whatever they, these two niggas put out, I'm going to listen to. I don't expect to hear anything updated. You know what I mean? Like, whatever these niggas rap about is what they've been rapping about. It's just some sauce that a lot of niggas can't, can't put together. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. Now, we did get announcements for the next couple of uh, verses uh, and then some teases for what's going on. So next up, April 4th, we got Earth, Wind, and Fire versus the Isley Brothers. Fucking, uh, I'm so excited for that one. And then we're going back to a member of the Wu-Tang, Method Man versus his boy, Red Man, which is bound to be another just great night for the culture. I don't know how you're going to pick a winner. I mean, if if you're judging off... I don't know. Reggie Noble is nothing to fuck with. So, uh, <laughs> um, but those first two, which one are you guys more excited for? I'll t- I'll start this one off just because to me, some of the the R and B verses, it, it they usually just don't hit the same as the as the as the rap ones for for me. Now it's probably it's gonna be a great night as far as vibes and everything, but I'm not expecting to really be carrying that like we came off a of, off a of Ghostface and Raekwon. I would have liked to have Method Man and Red Man right off the the next one up after that to keep that same thing going but that's i'm not booking it so it doesn't fucking matter uh but what do you guys think about the next couple ones that are up i don't judge it the same like if you really think about it all the classic battles that we talked about that we really enjoyed Mm -hmm. had to do with a lot of the interaction between two contestants definitely you know what i mean the music is one thing because we can go to whatever platform we listen to our music on and we can go and and get that nostalgia right then and there. But the fact that these cats sit up there and talk to each other, uh, the way they exchange words, the history, and things that they didn't know or things that they did know that we didn't know, yeah. that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then with the, with these particular R&B groups, it's like we might get some gems or something like that, but you know the interaction is different than a Snoop Dogg and a DMX. You know what I mean? It's just It's just different. So um, if if I had to rank it amongst the three that we have coming up, of course I want to see Red and Meth because we know that energy is gonna be that energy is gonna be different. You know what I mean? The jokes is gonna be funny and stuff Definitely. like that. So that's what I that's basically what I'm there for. It's not necessarily the music because I can go download all that shit right now. You know what I mean? But to see them perform it and then to hear how they crafted the, the tracks and how they met. And things like that, and we know we're gonna get some jokes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I have so many things to say right now. So yes, I, I have to tell you, I'm equally excited. Which I don't know, seems crazy, but but Earth, Wind, and Fire is my dad's all-time favorite group, and then my mom was the Isley Brothers head. So I I'm going to their house for that one, and I'm gonna have to. My father literally was like. Can you help me figure out how to watch that on the computer? <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna be IT tech support and helping them and enjoying that with my parents. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you like Baylor said, there's nothing else to say there with Red and Math. That's gonna be epic. Then they also announced SWV and Escape today. Uh-huh. Okay, which that's gonna be dope. Is that the is that the Mother's Day special? They, 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 it might be. Okay. I don't remember the date for it, but you know, it was dope the way they released it on Saturday yeah. night too, where they fuzzed out the date. And there's gonna be a rematch. I don't know if you saw that. I did. So, I heard about that. Yeah. Is that gonna be Teddy Riley and Babyface? Do they need? Hey, yo, it might be. If not, if not, please don't look. Versus, if you listen to it, I know you are. Please don't bring Two Chains and Rick Ross back. You know, please I, don't. I honestly think a good a a, a good one for the rematch would be. Swiss Beats versus Timberland. Yes, I would love that. So time out. Have, so I don't know if this was even on the list of things for us to talk about, but last night? No, or the night before. I pinged you all, but it was type late. Um, oh, I was, I'm, 
I got in there for a minute. I got okay. in there for a minute. But when you know you ping you ping me twice, and every time you ping me, I'm in the middle of a discussion or in one in a different room. So uh, that's why I don't go in. I don't go in there like right then and there. But I yo, did go well, that last time. First, I never even noticed if you go or not. I'm just <laughs> like, yo, he should be here but <laughs> if you came. So, but that room was legendary, and basically it was a club. And can I just? Well, let me frame it first. So basically, it was a clubhouse room celebrating the one year anniversary of Versus, and it had Swiss. Tim, a bunch of former performers. Uh-huh. Some, they even had Patty LaBelle. They had the. Are you Ron serious? Patty LaBelle Bert was talking. Yo, I mean, Damn. literally, when Ron Isley came in, he was like, "Is Miss Patty in here?" And she's like, "Yeah, baby." And mind you, they are not. They don't have a clubhouse account, so they're literally using other people's. And who you hear them coaching them in the background, like all wow. you gotta do is hold the phone and talk. <laughs> like it was crazy. Um. Verdine from Earth, Wind, and Fire also popped in and was saying how excited he was to be a part of it. And I mean, it was really epic. And can I just say, DJ Scratch was really telling us some bedtime stories. Like they had to shut him up because he was telling some serious secrets. And basically, the D'Angelo, well, okay, first of all, one shocker for me was that that Snoop Dogg versus was supposed to be against Buster Rhymes mm. and not DMX. Mm, I like mm. that audible, though. Crazy. Yeah, I definitely like what they went with better because I the, the Buster Rhymes and Snoop. I don't. I just don't know how that would have how that would have worked out. out. I think it would have worked out, but I just think the DMX one was just a perfect fit. Because I'm all for it. Like I said, I like to see. It's cool to see uh, Raekwon and 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 Ghost together because we know what that is. Mm-hmm. But I, and that's a perfect matchup. But I will, like I said, I would love to see a Snoop and a DMX. Because that's two different, and then and and then, but it's it's two different coasts, but it's the same category. Right, if that makes sense. You know and what I mean? So I get it. The marketing aspect, I love it a lot. Yeah. But I, you know, the Buster one would have worked out too, though. Yeah. So wait, here's a real kicker. DJ Scratch so started spilling all the tea on the D'Angelo versus, and it turns out that he was supposed to have friends after all. And everyone backed out on him, except for Red and Meth. (laughs) And so DJ Scratch, at the 11th hour, called. And also, it was supposed to initially be a versus against Maxwell. And Maxwell backed Mm. out. And then DJ Scratch called her, literally at the last minute. And her and D'Angelo didn't meet until she hit the stage. Wow. But she came through in the... Wow. I know, I, I, well, and then I did read today that uh, Dr. Dre actually was confirmed to do a versus, but then backed out after the Teddy Riley babyface one uh, because he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't like, happy with the like, yeah he was probably like I don't I don't want to be associated with this shit um, yeah which is crazy but uh, yeah I mean so and the thing is if, if this is if this is the route that they're going down now they they have as of right now I think restored a lot of the faith in versus. Um, cause it, it had been going down. It, honestly, it just, it just had, uh, so now after this and what they've announced it, I'm excited again. I mean, and I haven't been excited for verses in, in quite a while. So. 
Well, it looks like I'll be getting back into it. Then. <laughs> yep, we'll be covering it, but let's go ahead. Uh, we're going to move on. Yo, what up, man? It's the Geek Shed Podcast, the only podcast that blend hip-hop culture and geek culture together. I'm your boy, Deuces. This is Lib. This your boy, Bacardi. And make sure y'all check us out every other Tuesday on the UrbanMogulLife.com or any other podcast platform. Let's go. Uh, we do have an album to review uh, this week. Did you guys get to listen to Benny the Butcher, the plugs I met? Nigga, like five times. Man, listen. And I got, and I was just, I was waiting to get pulled over listening to that shit. What? Why is it that Benny the like, and maybe it's just my again, I'm I'm freaking thirty four now, so maybe my perception is just off. But it feels like as much as that whole crew, like hip hop heads, enjoy and love them, I have never heard them on the on the on the radio never and maybe that's just that they don't even care about that like the quality of the music is there but like benny the butcher delivers such quality music every time he drops a project why is he why does it seem like he's not bigger than what he should be mary i'll come to you first on this one no that's that's on the game that's on the game that's 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 on the game period like the game is different now like Hove is still putting out quality music, Nas still putting out quality music. Mm-hmm. They still don't respect it because the climate has changed. A lot of the consumers, you know, is not allowed to buy alcohol. So it's like they don't, they don't, they don't like Benny the Butcher. That nigga is gold. Like mm-hmm. that, he he is almost in the Jada Kiss like realm as far as never had a bad verse type shit. And his production, oh my god, man, that like. He got it. it I, and I've tweeted out after listening to it three times, it's going to be very hard, even though even though it's early in the year, it's going to be very hard to vote against him when we talk, when we wrap it up at the end of the year with the best album of the year. Like this album was, this album was really fucking good. And I, and honestly, I can't get past track number two with Chinks. That's my favorite track. Fair enough. Fair enough, Mary. Y'all are gonna hate me, but Uh-oh. I have not listened to it yet. Oh, so. Mary, you're hurting my heart. But no, I mean, you, honestly, and this isn't just to say, just to say, you're missing out. You're Be- Benny the Butcher is such a great artist. Like to to piggyback off what Baylor said, not just because of his verses, not just because of his lyrical ability, but he crafts and picks songs and beats that just fit him like it's like everything that he chooses was specially made for him his verse the rhyme scheme he uses everything like as an artist benny the butcher almost has no hoes that nigga that nigga cold man like i haven't i haven't seen an artist like him in a very long time like that nigga could get, man i don't want to say it but <laughs> that nigga get into the hall of fame now man okay. just off of pure potential so 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 is it safe like, to say then baylor that uh benny the butcher out of the griselda boys is your favorite hell yeah by a landslide and that's and look look that's no disrespect to the other two because the other two call as well but that nigga right there like but he consistent though it seemed like every time you turn around he got something for it mm-hmm. and Earlier, when I said this is why I don't really put too much stock into people's uh, uh, music uh, music take is because I remember a lot of people coming at uh, Pusha saying that all he dropped is is, is is drug bars and shit like this. And I'm like, I right. and I know a lot of them were Drake fans, it, but those same Drake fans mm-hmm. that I know personally love this album. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute now. <laughs> Wait a minute now. It's now it may not be like the same exact content, but it's in the same goddamn realm or whatever. 
And to me, like, yo, this had, you could substitute ben, Benny out and put a pusher on his album, and it would still do the same type of uh, a number. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say numbers, but it had the same impact. And I need, Butch, I know you listening. I need a track with Pusha, and God bless the dead, man. I know you got Chinks, and I, I really want Chinks so back on this earth. Um, but I heard some tracks where I'm like, King Von would sound good on this. And to me, Benny the Butcher is one of those artists that he seemed like, and I don't know this because I don't know him personally, but he seemed like on his way up, he'll give niggas chances to be a part of his come up. And I just felt like, man, it was a couple of tracks where I'm like, Nick, King Von voice on this track would be dope. Push your T voice on this track would be dope. And I mean, we have hope for Push It, but that's for King Von though. So but no, that that nigga's dope, man. What do you, okay, so what do you think? Uh and you said you need to see Benny the Butcher do a track with, with Pusha. Give me Pusha, Rick Ross, and and Benny the Butcher all on the track together and I'm I'm listening to that shit all day. Absolutely. That's a good that's a good uh that's a good combo right there. That's a good combo. Yeah. That's a good but I like all right, it. Bailey, so me and you have listened to what what how many trash bags are you giving Benny the Butcher? Uh I'm not, he's not, that's not going, it's not even going near the kitchen. If he goes to the kitchen, it's going straight to the stove, baby. We cooking that shit. <laughs> that's it. That's not going nowhere. Like, that nigga is, Benny the Butcher is a phenomenal, phenomenal person. Fuck that. Like, beyond art, that nigga is good, man. The way he is, that nigga ben is good. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Hall of Fame, man. That, there you get. There you have it. I don't see him getting. I don't see him like, like he came in the game cold. For him to be consistent and getting better, and I don't even know. And getting better might be disrespectful. He definitely got. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what the trajectory ends up being because he yeah, had chinks on the amazing. album. Yeah, yeah. Barry, I, whenever you do listen to it, even if you we don't talk about it on the podcast on the next episode, just. Send us your message on, on how you feel about it, because I I would just love to hear your opinion on this album. I gotta put a list together of of of, of artists that's of real artists, and when I mean real artists, I mean the person is real and the artist is real, and I got a couple of people in mind. That's fair. This like the, the way. So like how you feel about Benny the Butcher? I've been putting people on Nana nah, Save Yourself for like the last two weeks in in hip hop discussions and shit, and everybody loves that shit. So. I mean, it's yeah, kind of that's a that's a dope out. I hey, I tweet him every so often. Like, hey, keep going, man. Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, let's move in into the TV and film section. Ah, all right. You guys want to talk about Snowfall first? Or do you want to talk about this news going on with Beverly Hills Cop Four? What do you guys want to do? I think uh, Snow takes some time. All right. So you said you said you think it's going to take some time more than Beverly Hills right. Cop. 4. So let's talk about so Eddie Murphy uh, is still working on Beverly Hills Cop Four uh, for Netflix. He said that it's not, he's not going to commit to doing it until he feels he has the perfect script. As of right now, the writers from Bad Boys for Life are uh, actually writing that script. I think they're also producing the film as well with Eddie Murphy. Um, after coming to America too, being kind of fifty fifty in months. The people who who liked it or felt like it wasn't needed. What do you think about Eddie Murphy taking seemingly like more time and more of a hands on approach of of the of the script control with Beverly Hills Cop Four? Mary, I'll come to you first. Take my money. You said take, take your money? money. All right, Mary. Yeah. 
I don't know. I feel like he has his nerve because it's like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, coming to America too is a lot more important to the culture. So to have not to have done that with a very far from perfect script. Mm -hmm. And now you want to be all particular about it. But I mean, listen, the Beverly Hills cop, whatever franchise, however you call that series, whatever is definitely epic. It would be something that we'd have to watch regardless, but I hope that they don't do us like they did us with coming America too. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Bailey, you said they, they could take your money. Well, I'm a, I'm going to shoot them some bail. I think like, I, you know, we've already spoke on it. I think they had to switch up coming to, uh, coming to America too. Uh, to grab a broader audience with this, they could do the same. But I, if this is an R-rated movie, then I understand what he's talking about. Like I did this kitty shit for y'all. Now I needed to be some raw shit, pun intended. You know what I mean? So um, I just I, I I want us back though. You know what I mean? And I like to see the development. And what I mean by development. I mean, we're getting older in age, you know what I mean? So I understand people don't like the remakes and shit like that, and I, and I hear you, and I understand it, especially with certain franchises. But to continue it, like, to me, it's just they left off here. And there's a lot of years or maybe even a decade or two that, you know, we don't have any footage of. But, I mean, it's going to draw in the audience that used to watch those movies, you know what I mean? And it, it's on them to, to craft it together. And I trust him. You know what I mean? It's not too many movies that he does that flop. You know, he probably got some, you know, yeah, you know, but he's winning more than he's losing when it comes to his movies. So I'm here for it. I think the difference in this one is the difference between Paramount, which originally produced Coming to America before it was sold to Amazon and Netflix. We know Netflix as a brand that when they give creators the space to create. They let them do their thing. They let them cook and then come back and bring and make the project that they want, regardless of quality, and then they put it out. Whereas Paramount, on the other hand, I think they handcuffed Eddie Murphy a little bit more. Um, and as more details have come out about that movie is that, and it sucks that they sold it off because it's like they handcuffed him and then they gave it to Amazon, who probably if Amazon would have originally financed that movie, would have let Eddie Murphy do a little bit more things than, than what he did. So, it being on Netflix specifically makes me have more faith in it and what it and what it can wow. be. Um, but like you said, I mean, ultimately, it's a Beverly Hills Cop movie. It 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 doesn't take a lot to do a Beverly Hills Cop movie. To just be honest with you guys, it doesn't. And then you know the fact that they have the writers on Bad Boys for Life uh, for it. As far as a script wise, and not just like from a, a standpoint of seeing seeing uh, Will Smith and. Martin Lawrence together. That was probably the strongest script out of any of the boy, uh, the Bad Boys movie. So, um, mm. I mean, I have faith for him. It was a nice balance between action and and comedy. So, I guess it remains to be seen. Right now, I have faith in it. Right, right, all right. Let's move into Snowfall. So, we've been doing these recaps on Snowfall. We'll probably next week start adding Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, to it. But mm. uh, uh, Snowfall, what what do you guys think on the latest episode, Mary? I kick it to you. Let me tell you something. Anxiety is not even the word. So, like, yeah. I'm just wondering, and I mean, I guess, you know, we'll find out soon enough, right? But where can this possibly go, right? Like, 
All right, so I guess we should talk about it. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> um, alert for anybody who's watching right. live. Spoiler exactly. Alert. Spoiler alert. Leon is a dumbass. I think that's the title of that. <laughs> um, why he decided to go back to his crib then, of all times, is like, I don't know, enraging almost, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, seriously, when he saw his ass on the news, he should have known that he needed to lay low. And then it's like, crazy and ironic that that's all it took to unite man boy and scully <laughs> like now they're back on and it's you know they're hunting leon um i do think that listen i'm you know i'm from staten island i'm part sicilian so loyalty is royalty for me so obviously i respect that Franklin didn't give Leon up. Mm -hmm. But do I think that that was the right decision? No, I think he's going to pay for that in some way. Um, the fact remains, Leon killed a, a child. He didn't mean to. Clearly, you could see that it's killing him inside too. But at the end of the day, there has to be some kind of retribution for that. Um, and, you know, I do think Man Boy had a point. <laughs> like, all of you know, Franklin's decisions up until that point, even if it didn't swing in Le in um, man boy's favor, it was business and it was respectable and understandable. And this was one move that was personal and was wrong, I guess, in the code of the streets. So I feel like this is really going to put Franklin's crew and family in a really tough spot right now because it's about to turn next level. And Leon really is going to have to, either he's going to have to, leave town and really disappear or he's going to have to like turn himself in and go to jail. And I don't even think that's going to protect him. But there's, there's yeah. only one way this ends. Leon's dead by the end of the season. That's it. I, I don't going to jail. Like he may go to jail and, and get murdered his first night in there. Like either way, this ends with Leon dying for Leon. That's the end of that. We've seen, we're seeing the, the end of Leon's story. That's just what it's going to be. And I think that that's going to keep, pushing franklin down this this place of when he looks up at some point whenever the show starts climaxing and comes to an end he's going to be a hundred percent alone and he's going to have to look back well, at how go ahead just renewed for a fifth season fifth, fifth season yeah, like, so. yeah. So it ain't going to be no i don't see this show carrying on without franklin so yeah i don't know but i agree with you i do think there's no way that this ends ha ends well for leon and it sucks because he was one of my favorite characters. However, Definitely. I agree with Louie in that he he started moving funny. Yeah. <laughs> Even doing that hit in the first place was, and you know what I mean? He was moving alone. It was not sanctioned by Franklin. There was no heads up, nothing. So in a way, it is like it wasn't really on Franklin to protect his ass. He could have just let shit play out. You know what I'm That's saying? True. But I don't know. I, I just feel like Leon really fucked everything up. <laughs> I'm mad at him. Definitely. Baylor? And then his, sorry, but then his boy had the good sense to fucking disappear right after that. Like, what? Yeah. why was Leon going to fucking homeless shelters and shit as if no one was going to recognize him? <laughs> anyway. All good points. I think, um... Uh, you know our culture is eye for an eye, mm -hmm. and I think I think we're we're entering that that power realm where we might start seeing some bodies hit the floor. Now I I don't think Leon will make it to season five. Personally, I don't. Um, and a lot of people have nominated Franklin to be one person that doesn't make it to season five too. I don't fully believe that because I don't think 
even though to me Snowfall is a phenomenal show, I don't think they've developed enough characters for anybody to, to take have over a season league. five without Franklin. Yeah. So the thing is, I think with Leon, to me, with with Leon not making it to season five, I think they are going to introduce some new characters that could possibly carry season five. I don't know how long this can go. Honestly, we're talking about South Central LA. It can go. They, they can put out multiple seasons, but they will have to strategically, um, like power, build up certain characters. I don't think they have that right now. Um, and you, like I said, you know, it's coming on tonight, so it'd be interesting to see if this nigga make it past this episode. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, but but again, the Leon man, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him, and what Mary said about him going back to the homeless shelter. I think he did. He went that way because half of Leon is still that kid that grew up with Franklin. Mm-hmm. So his safe haven is going back to his comfort zone, which is also he feels like his protection is going back to Franklin. You know what I mean? And he wants to do everything himself. He doesn't like Man Boy. Man, <laughs> I don't think Man Boy is gonna make this season five either. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Frank have taken Man Boy out instead of Scully. Definitely. I think Scully. Definitely. That should have been a move because Man Boy was smarter. <laughs> like, Man Boy's a threat right now to me. I think, well, again, with Leon going back to his safe haven, his safe haven is also open for killer season, which is Franklin's family. I think Jerome might might not make it to season five either. There's going to be a lot of people that don't make it to season five. Um, and. If we're like I said before, like this, and this is just the real world reality of it. Damson Idris' career is taking the fuck off. Yeah, it is. So you you can only keep him locked into a show for so much longer. Um, so whether they are going to do a spinoff, either way, they have to build more characters. So the Bayless point, I think they are going to be spending a, a lot of times building up characters. But here's my question: that I want to present to you guys. I know we we and I and I said even before too. I think Man Boy is going to die. But to kind of come off that. Can Man Boy be the spin the main character of a spinoff of Snowfall? If season five ends so. with Franklin dying, whether by Man Boy or anybody else's hand, do you think that maybe they kept Man Boy around rather than Scully because they see that Man Boy has that potential? Remember, I told you last week he's the most important character besides Franklin because he has whatever it is, he mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. But he's also that character where if he dies, we're not surprised by it. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he can carry, he can, I think he can carry at least a season or two. Okay. Because I mean, I mean, honestly, to me, a perfect franchise is somewhere between five to seven seasons. That's very good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So they're on a fifth season where a lot of people didn't even think we would get a fourth season. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, it could have ended after season three and it would have been somewhat of a perfect ending. You could have kind of assumed what happened next and mm-hmm. it would have been okay. But but I will say that to I will say I've been impressed with season four. So um I think also is Wallen trying to bring back Lucia. Let's see where that goes. <laughs> but yeah. and then I feel like Reed has been subdued a lot this season. Yeah. I really do think season five is gonna be the final because if you look at it, ratings for this show are almost half what they were at season three. Really? And yeah, so that that's like 
hugely telling. Uh, usually, once a show drops by that much now, maybe because of the pandemic and everything, they're they're more, they're less likely to cancel shows that maybe can pick back up. But as much as this show to me has gotten constantly better and better and better, the ratings have dropped. So just with that reality being in place, I mean. Season five, everyone would be the last season. No spinoffs, no anything. So unless, unless they put their ego to the side and and do all and and kind of kind of do the same thing that that Eddie Murphy is doing. It's like, yo, you might have to holler at Power Writers. Like, yo, we we need y'all help to keep mm-hmm. this thing going. You know what I'm saying? Let's get y'all, you know, creative perspective over here so we can push this for another season or two. Yeah. I mean, because look, you you can have a snowfall in just about any major city. You know what I mean? Yeah, you true. just have to get the writers to do it. And this is a, this is something where you can go five to ten seasons. You just got to have the writers to do it. And you might have to switch out. You might have to get three sets of writers in between those ten seasons. You know what I mean? Look at what 50 is doing with power and branching off into different books. That shit can work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, but I think the difference is, and you know, it makes sense to compare Snowfall and Power. The difference is, is that I think Power's characters were a lot stronger than what Snowfall has right now. Hey, what Bobby is to Power is what Man, uh, Man Boy is to Snowfall. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. That's it for this episode of The Breaks Radio. Mary, go ahead and give him your social media, any parting words, get the hell up out of here. At Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms. At Young Urban Moms, if you want to see some different perspectives on how to raise your damn kids. And at Just Spice, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Baylor. At Baylor, great on all social media platforms. BTG for president, overrun with BTG, part of the Red Saunders Network. I do want to add uh, a series to the docket, and it could be, you know, a week or two from now because, you know, uh, it takes time to consume all this um, content, but the the show behind her eyes on Netflix, okay, it's six episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah, we got to talk about that. I started it. I haven't finished it yet. I'm definitely interested in 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 finishing it because it went somewhere that I didn't expect. I think I'm on like episode three, like halfway into it. Um, uh-huh. so I'm def. I, yeah, I'm definitely down to talk about that one. And Justice League wasn't on the docket because. Marquis already missed out on talking about verses. I didn't want to take Justice League away from him too. So right. <laughs> And I will say I seen uh I finally set through it. It took me two days, but I did finish uh Charm City Kings. Mm-hmm. And um and I, I would say I I liked it, but I was disappointed in the ending. Yeah, the ending was super convoluted. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But shout out, hey, shout out to Meek. I thought he did a good job. I mean, I mean, the the Tyler Perry fro he had was crazy, but <laughs> <laughs> it was all right, man. It was all right. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at the Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. TheBreaksRadioGmail.com. We are the number one podcast for the hip hop culture, and we out this week. Peace. Peace. No jokes. No no dad jokes for parting ways. Bailey, usually you throw something I, in there. I, I was waiting. I, I had no I had no dad. You know, usually my dad jokes come off of something offensive that 
Marquis says, uh, the interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. Told you, they don't make niggas like the boys yeah. no more, man. Uh, the interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. They think I be glorifying the street yeah, shit. Yeah, Not yeah, at all. yeah. Uh -uh. The interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. I be glorifying how far we came, nigga. Ah, from the bottom. Yeah. The interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. Y'all niggas wanna know about it though. Yeah. For the gangsters, niggas telling me I saved it. Quarter million for a tour overseas. I might have to learn another language. You the richest on the team, but you still work the hardest, make changes. I fucked around and got famous right when the dope game got dangerous. And my interviews talking plug talk.